Number one, mind your language. Remember being scolded for some of the words that came out of your mouth when you were a child? Well, you're not about to scold anyone in the same way, but when you're interviewing, you'll want to remember the mind your language tip. To be more specific, when we're interviewing, there are times that we forget that the interviewer is collecting any and all information they can use to draw conclusions about your character, your personality, your capabilities, your work ethic, and so forth. And one of the ways interviewers do this is by picking up on the language, words, and phrases that come from your mouth during the interaction. This tip actually has nothing to do with the need for someone to be a walking thesaurus with a big vocabulary. Rather, it's simply an invitation to the interviewee to be mindful of any and all language, words, and phrases that comes from their mouth. For example, for obvious reasons, try not to say, I'm a bit nervous. Refrain from selling yourself short with, I don't have as much experience in that area, but resist the temptation to ask after a question is asked of you, did I answer your question? And while saying um or ah between a few words is perfectly normal when we find ourselves reflecting or transitioning to a new thought, try not to say um, ah, or like so often that these words sound like they're part of your regular communication delivery. And when interviewing, remember to pace yourself. There's never a need to jump in with your answer to a question right after it's been asked of you. Listen to the question, write it down on a piece of paper, think about a point or two that you wish to raise and even write down a word or two pertaining to each point to anchor your response, and then share what comes to mind. Minding your language is key to generating a compelling interaction with a potential employer. Number two. Avoid negative talk. Similar to the first point, try your best to avoid negative talk as this can create negative energy during the interview and why wouldn't you want to keep the interaction as positive as possible? For example, it's never good to talk negatively about your current or past employer or your current or past supervisor. An interview is the first or one of the first opportunities that an interviewer has with the interviewee to build trust. Why ruin this trust-building opportunity by letting yourself go with negative commentary about other entities or other people? You and the interviewer should work to build rapport and be friendly, but the interviewer isn't actually a good friend that you can spill the beans to or the tea, whichever metaphor gets you going. Number three, the QS method. 
There are so many techniques that people use for answering interview questions, and many of them do work. One method that I've come up with is the QS method. The Q stands for quantify your response, and the S stands for storytell. When an interviewer asks you a question, ask yourself if the quantify your response method might apply. So for example, if you were asked to share what you find appealing about the organization you're interviewing to work at, quantify your response by saying, although there are several reasons why I find your organization appealing, there are three things that stand out to me that draws me to you as a potential employer, dot, dot, dot. This, get, this is a great technique and for a number of reasons. For one, the technique helps you respond to the question in a linear way. You won't find yourself bringing forward too much information when answering the question. You'll simply focus on the three reasons. And delivering your answer in a linear way is so important as you want the interviewer to be able to follow the thread of your answer and remain engaged in the conversation. As soon as you say there are three things, the interviewer is drawn in and will listen out for all three points. This technique also helps you to not be long-winded in your response, as you'll focus on getting through each point and you'll tie up your response accordingly, thereby leaving room for the next question. Finally, as human beings can only retain so much information in a short period of time, why not create stickiness factor by sharing a few memorable points for the interviewer to reflect on as opposed to too many? With respect to the storytell response, Oftentimes, we say it's important to think of and share examples when responding to questions, but I invite interviewees to shift the framing just slightly and also think of answering in the context of stories. Be a storyteller. First, every occurrence or circumstance in life, work and play is a story. And when you frame a response with a story approach, you'll find yourself sharing your comments in a more engaging way. So let's say I was interviewing for an arts organization and the crux of the first question was, what do you find appealing about the possibility of working for the organization? Using the QS method for my response, I might say, although there are a number of factors that draw me to your organization, there are three in particular that stand out for me. The first is the reach of the organization. It has a cross-country reach. I feel Art is an important driver for change, and when the platform that you've built and the amount of eyes and the organizations put into context, I feel there are real opportunities to mold further change in the world. When I was eight years old, I performed in front of my first audience. 10 years later, I found myself performing in the original Toronto cast of Mamma Mia. And 20 years later, I find myself contributing to arts and culture behind the scenes. I know that art can do a lot for communities and joining an organization like yours would allow me to continue making a contribution. The second reason, dot, 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 and so forth. For some other questions, when leveraging the storyteller technique to generate a more comprehensive answer, infuse elements of who, what, when, where, why, and how into your response. So if an interviewer were to ask you to talk about your experience with strategic planning, using the QS method, you may want to say, there are two instances that I can draw upon to demonstrate my strategic planning experience. In the first instance, at company X, the where, our executive team, along with the members of staff, 
The Who created a strategic plan which was titled Vision for the Future, The What, for calendar year 2018 to 2021, The When. The company experienced a lot of change in the two years prior and we wanted to coordinate our efforts going into the future and be able to measure our results, hence our activity around creating the plan, The Why. To get there, each member of the executive team oversaw a section of the planning experience, The How, I oversaw dot 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 and then from there you can talk about the outcome of your efforts before raising your second example and fun fact I actually was in the original Toronto cast of Mamma Mia so yeah number four ensure your examples or stories are fitting to the job this tip is self-explanatory but not always followed Think about the context of the organization that you're interviewing for, and whenever possible, illustrate your compatibility with the organization by sharing information that is likely to resonate with the interviewer. This tells the interviewer that you understand the environment and the job. So for example, if you're interviewing for an organization that is quite large, You'll want to draw inspiration, examples, and stories from anywhere in your experience that demonstrates a capacity for navigating environments of a certain scale and size. If you're interviewing for a job that is in a sector that's different than the one you're currently working within, in your answer, find ways to draw in the sector of your potential new employer. So if you're interviewing for a job inside a university, and you've spent much of your career in healthcare, where you might be able to pull in your direct experience and or exposure to the university setting at certain points in your career, do so. When we take the time to think these things through, we find ourselves generating more points of connection than we originally thought we might. Number five, set the tone. I alluded to this in an earlier point but this deserves a point all to itself. Both the interviewer and the interviewee, yes, you as the interviewee, are directly responsible for the energy that is created in the interview setting. You can't control the energy of the interviewer, but you can certainly influence it based on the energy you put forward. Be light humored if and when an opportunity presents itself. Slow the interview down and make the atmosphere feel calmer by taking down some notes after each question and then reflect and breathe before answering the question asked of you. Take a drink of water just before launching into your response. Dress the part. If you're interviewing virtually, select a pleasant virtual background or ensure your actual background looks presentable. All of these elements and more are a part of setting the tone. The energy that we're able to establish in the first few minutes of an interview often plays a critical and key role in shaping the way the overall interaction goes. Number six, remember, interviews are still a competition. Yes, dare I say it. Interviews have a competition aspect to them. Only one person is selected for a job at the end of the journey, at least in most instances. And during an interview process, you're vying to be the person that gets the offer. What does this mean? 
It means you need to stand out. Often, when it comes to a short list of individuals selected for interviews, all of the individuals selected can technically do the job. Certainly, as mentioned in my last point, your presence and energy can make you memorable, but what makes you truly stand out are the accomplishments that, that you reference during the interaction. Try not to answer with an example that has no accomplishment attached to it. When an interview is over and we didn't hear very many accomplishments from the candidate, we don't get a sense that the interviewee came to compete and then we might find ourselves doubting their capabilities. So, for example, if you're a finance individual answering a question about a budgetary process, don't just say, I oversaw the budgetary process for our new building process. Talk about what you were able to accomplish while undergoing the process. So, if applicable, you might say, I oversaw the budgetary process for our new building process. Originally, we forecasted X and we ended up saving 15% of the overall total projected after my team and I sourced a vendor who offered multiple services that were all under one roof. This also allowed us to finish the project on time, which had a positive effect on the business overall, as we were able to start welcoming customers in our newer space earlier than anticipated. And number seven, respect time. Time, something that we never have enough of. Interviews are not just about the content that you share in your responses. The best interviews are those that use time respectfully. Before your interview, find out the approximate number of questions that are likely to be asked of you and calculate a rough amount of time for each response, knowing that some won't require a long response and some other questions may for a, require, call for a little more time than average. Overall, if the way that you're using your time during your interview is not on your mind, that's potentially a problem. Have a clock in front of you and periodically check where you are in the allotted time set aside for the interaction. Read the body language of the interviewer, as they'll often give body or facial cues if you're becoming long-winded. Remember that less is sometimes more. And if the interviewer wants more from you in terms of an answer, they may ask a follow-up question or probe. And at the end of the interviewer's questions, they'll likely turn it over to you to ask a few. This would be a good time to check your watch to see how much time you have for this part of the interview interaction. And as we started with mind your language, we end with the tip, mind your time. Oh, my God.